for your air candy with K&K. The music never sleeps. Get ready for your sugar high with coffee and candy. Candy, candy, candy. Back in the studio, another episode of Air Candy. Cisco Kennedy, JC by my side, and today a very special guest in the studio, live in the moment. We have our good friend, our colleague. DJ Dupe, how you doing? Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Happy to have you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me here. Hey, you know what? First and foremost, I actually just thought of this. You are our first guest that we are both in the studio at the same time doing the interview. Oh, all right. In the past, I've done a couple of interviews with a few other friends yeah, yeah, around yeah. that are DJs. And it's always just been me, unfortunately. John's been doing other things. So, yeah. Now well, you we're know, all here uh, together. We, we almost did it a couple of weeks back. It, I think it was meant to be for this, the three of us here. Yeah. Glad yeah. to have you. We've been, we've been anticipating this date for a long time. Awesome. I'm so pumped to ask you questions and, <laughs> and teach, learn more about you and let our fan base and our audience learn. Uh, about your career and how long you've been DJing and producing and this is, we're excited to have you thanks for having yeah. me I think we met uh, at Hyde right it was down in the basement yeah. Coffee and Candy was doing an event um, that our good friend Eddie had uh, like put together right he was getting a bunch of different like DJs uh, to kind of come through support you came through you were one of those guys that showed up thank you for coming down that's, that's how we met that night mm-hmm yeah. yeah, I remember that night. Yeah, it was the winter, I think, winter 2022. Mm-hmm. Eddie Verna was promoting the night. We were yep. trying to get the high to become sort of a Sunday night dance yeah. spot. Yeah. And it was the sort of grand opening of that event. Didn't mm-hmm. last long, but that particular night was very successful. I remember I met Kevin through Alex, you as well. O'Sheen was there that night and a number of other sort of local legends like Kevin. Mm. Yeah. And I think from that point on is when we started talking back and forth about some of the likes and the interests that we had as DJs. Yeah. Um, and you have been in this game a lot longer than us. Tell us a bit about how Duke became Duke. Hmm. Wow. That's a loaded question. Yeah. Oh, right <laughs> uh, man. It all started in the mid-90s. I was in the Navy down south in Virginia. Um, you know, a little 19-year-old kid. Uh, on a ship and then I I, list, I I heard house music and I ended up at this club and just started frequenting it and ended up in Baltimore at these places called uh, Buzz this, this place called Buzz at the Capitol Ballroom and uh, it was the biggest rave on the east coast it was amazing but uh, I just kind of fell in love with the music back then um, and after I got out of the military I uh, ended back up in Maine and um really just started having an obsession with playing music. I've always loved music. I did wedding DJ stuff as a, I don't know, uh, late high school, right after the military. I did a little bit, but um, just got into underground music. I was uh, obsessed with buying records. I was at the record store two, three, four times a week. Um, and then it became the internet. And then I was listening mm. to the songs and trying to figure out which ones to get mailed. And so that was, you know, early 2000s. Um, I'd say probably 98 to 2002, I was probably amassed over four or 5,000 records. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, I just, uh, I always had a thing for playing music. So even as a kid, you know, I'd, I'd duplicate cassette tapes for people and, you know, just kind of like, you know, put songs that I wanted all in the same place. And without knowing it, I was kind of evolving as the 
composer, DJ, or whatever you want to call it these days. So you've been at it for about 25 years. Next year is going to be 25 years. That's unbelievable. Nice. Yeah. I mean, hats off to you. Thanks. And you've contributed to the scene in many ways, right? You started out as a youngster DJing in local places. Over the years, you continue to expand the sizes and the types of venues mm. that you're at. At one point, I recall you telling us that you've played, uh, you were at Ibiza. Maybe you had a summer residency there some time back. No residencies. Um, I've I've been to over 50 countries in the world. Um I've toured all over the world. I've, you know, a lot of small venues, bars here and there. I am not a, a enormous, you know, play at Ushuaia or Pasha, but, you know, I have been to all the big spots. Um, me and my good friend Jeff LeClaire, uh, we, we frequented Ibiza um, three or four times and hung out with all the artists. And, you know, we're, we're, we know a lot of the guys because back then was therapy and we would book some of the big artists and you know we'd know each other so you know we were there um it was more of an experience in ibiza for me uh, i had a track drop back at the time and i was just giving music out and you know let's get real it is far away to you know just go over there and dj so um, yeah i've had some some opportunities just it's not the right time yet right so when you say you had a track that dropped at mm. that time were you making your own songs as well as DJing other popular Man, songs and records? Was, or? I was, uh, at the time, I was doing a radio show, Pressure Radio, um, every Wednesday, um, four hours every Wednesday. And O'Sheen, Mike Hoska, um, I've, I've been part of Blinded and that, that, that crew for a long time. And um, we just started messing around with a lot of stuff and ended up making a few tracks with them. Um, you know, I, I dibble-dabble in that stuff. I, I did back then when I had more time, but I have a full-blown career on top of DJing. And sometimes DJing is, uh, it's like a full-time career, you know, because I do play out a lot. And I'm very grateful for not just playing out a lot, but just the, the places lately. It's, I mean, some of the events you guys have been putting on and, you know, the block parties have been magical. And, and you know, it's just, uh, it's pretty special. Well, we hope to do more of that. Our, our whole ambition is to really just keep the music alive, whether it be locally, regionally, nationally, just keep the party going. Because mm -hmm. we feel that um, there's sort of a, a market out there of people like us, like our fans that like the dance music, that want a place to go to regularly, mm -hmm. to just let loose, listen to the music, have a good time. And it seems, maybe you can speak to this, that, you know, during the days of the 90s and the early 2000s, when this area of the country had a lot of nightclubs and a lot of venues and large crowds of folks that looked forward to going out mm. on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, to nowadays, it seems like everybody's at home on their couch living on the internet, and it's those block parties that happen few and far between that give the people an opportunity to go out and enjoy. And it's not enough. That's why that's we're trying to bring it. it back. That's definitely a big part of it. Um, Providence is a special city. I love Providence. It's uh, the people, the energy, everything about Providence is great. Um, one of the downsides to the city is there's very few weekly spots that you can go and rely on to go and know that you're going to go there and hear what you want to hear and see what you want to see. Um, we, have, we have a lot of pop-ups, a lot of monthlies, a lot of places that kind of go from venue to venue, um, which is fine. But you need to know people that way. You know, when you have a big block party, the whole city's on fire and then they gravitate towards the music, right? 
if you have a, an event you're doing. And lately, I've gone more from that artist to the promoter where I'm, I'm putting the events on just because, like you said, bringing that music out, letting people experience, you know, the vibes because it's not easy to find them in the city. Um, they're there. There's a huge, huge, huge crowd and people aren't just sitting on their couches, right? They're just at the places you don't know about. And um, we're finding out about them. I mean, we're new to each other, right? Um, the vibes in Providence are incredible. I'm, I'm just uh, baffled weekly by the places and experiences that, that pop up. In terms of your experience of late as a promoter, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, geez. Um, well, since COVID happened, you know, uh, we all kind of got put down in our seats for a couple of years. For yeah. sure. And we all did our things in our own little ways. And with me, I went from, you know, every Saturday at Rooftop and, you know, doing weekly events on the regular to nothing. And I put all my gear in the corner. And, you know, when I came out of COVID, I was grateful to get back into Rooftop. And I did Fridays for a little over a year over there. And um, once that ended, I just, I, I kind of uh, fell into a, a monthly residency or monthly um, opportunity at Alchemy in Providence. And uh, it was uh, very enticing to, to, to kind of get the chance to groom a room and, you know, get some artists and some some musical um, energy that people just don't get to experience often. The city brings a lot of locals. We're full of local DJs and, and there's so many amazing, talented producers and DJs. But, you know, we've got this guy from, from Philadelphia coming this next Friday, Pete Moss. He's a legend. He rolled with Josh Wink and tours with Khaled. And this guy's made so many tracks. He's just a house music legend in my mind. And he's a good friend of mine. Um, through the 25 years of, you know, playing and meeting and experiencing. Yeah. Um, but we've had some crazy, incredible artists run through there, you know. Donald Glaude, we were there for you that night. That was a great experience. He's uh, He's been there twice now and absolutely incredible energy. Very um, talented. He'll be back in December. Um, you know, we've had Sydney Blue, Agent mm -hmm. Orange, Sleepy and Boo, you know, there has been some absolutely incredible legends coming through and it's not easy. You know, it's uh, it's it's gone from showing up, playing the music I love and getting paid and leaving with a big smile on my face to planning, preparing, you know, putting actually putting your name down on something. It's like a little stamp, you know, and, and you're, you're, you're investing time, money, and it's gone from just that music to how can I spread the music to other people in other ways? Yeah. Right? Um, so, you know, I'm doing it. Um, we've got one of my biggest inspirations in Chuck Love coming in September. Sweet. Um, nice. Chuck's, uh, oh man, he's a musical genius. He plays the trumpet and the flute and sings and all this stuff while he DJs. Um, but uh, I, I, I used to have records from him every month. I've probably got 10, 15 records from him. And that's why he's coming. Because, you know, the people that we love, we want to try to bring out here. Just, you know, last month, you guys, although the weather oh. didn't cooperate. Oh, my God. I'm going to have know. a nightmare. He's going <laughs> to remind me of the rain out on Pride Weekend. But you know what? <laughs> when you guys announced Jonathan Peters was coming, right? This city has a love-hate relationship with that guy. 
I don't know anybody that hates him for the fact of other being that he's awesome. And he really helped groom this city in a lot of ways. But he hasn't been out here in a hot minute. It's been a while. Right? And he's he's a big name. He's done a lot of stuff down in New York. And he's he's he was up here a lot. And then the rain came and said, not it's not time. Right? But I want to look back and say, man, the city was riled up. You know, if the rain wasn't there, I can't even imagine, you know, what would have happened. We're planning on redoing that event. It hasn't been official yet, but we're looking at a PVD weekend. Oh, but, cool. but let me share with you this. I just, I need to admit that I wasn't a fan of Jonathan Peters before that. I didn't participate in selecting him for that event, yeah. but I supported it when the decision was made. And uh, I then learned more of him and researched him as we got up to the event. But I learned what a guy he is. That mm. night, we sat down at the George an hour before his set was supposed to start. And he was a regular guy. He mm. said, listen, John, it's pouring rain. I don't want to lug my equipment out in this. I don't want to play to a parking lot that's empty. Why don't we just do it another time? I'm yeah. not under contract, but I'm a man of my word. Here's my cell phone number. I'll see you in the fall. And he was yeah. a pro. Mm -hmm. Just like you were a pro and O'Sheen was a pro two years ago or a year ago when we met for the first time and I was just getting into this game and you guys put your arms around me, two local legends and veterans in the DJ community, and gave me a chance to participate and share the stage with you. What an and event that was. That's what's moving to me about this industry. Yeah. It's not just the fan base, but it's the professionals that make up the DJ community and how welcoming and uh, they are non-judgmental, non-hating, no egos. Everybody's mm -hmm. in it together. That's what I love about this. Absolutely. Yeah, there's so many people that are hungry. Um, I remember 20 years ago when I was that kid. I still am hungry. I'm wicked hungry. Who's who's got dinner? Yeah. Right. Um, no, seriously. It is pizza it, night, man. It's it's it evolved is. more from like the hunger that you go to Taco Bell to, to the hunger that's just gravitating towards you, right? And um, I see so many people getting into this music industry and um, for many reasons, right? And a lot of people don't they don't stop and smell the roses. They're just so gung ho about getting into the venue showing people what they can do right what music they play and there's nothing wrong with that right but i can't forget the times when i was growing up in providence when you know the stiff hand went up and they're like no you're not good enough right i'm i try to be welcoming um you know i've got this monthly event now that i can bring people on and there's been some locals that have stepped up and really gone out of their way uh you two included um you guys have been part of my monthly series a few times now um and it's nice when people open up themselves and just like you said put out their arms and welcome people in um sometimes it's all the time it's not easy though especially for people who don't know us yeah right they see us from afar and they think um oh they they're, they're doing it i can't talk to them mm. or let me talk to them just I can't bring on business or whatever it is. There's a way. You know, I just kind of feel like my sensor's off when the music's involved. Sure. You know? Yeah, because that's because you have a real passion for this. It's sure. not about the business. It's not about how much money is the Alchemy Night going to make. It's mm -hmm. not how much are you getting paid to spend. It's a, hey, I have a passion for this. I want to bring the music to the people. And, and that's why your senses are down. Your guard you down know, and your senses are off. That's why it's here, right? It's not about that stuff, but you know what? It definitely plays a big role in keeping it around. 
you know, the support um, that the local community has for these nights is without without that, this wouldn't exist. Right. But you always kind of think of how could it be more? Um, and that's, you know, why we talk to each other, why we open our arms and we try to get involved with other people. Because, uh, you know, tomorrow there's going to be five DJs that we're rolling with right now that aren't going to be there tomorrow. And I say tomorrow, you know, as in a, you know, this day. Right. But, you know, last year there was probably six or seven DJs that were out all the time that aren't out all the time anymore. You know? Sure. Um, sure. But, you know, it's interesting because when you talk about sharing the music and bringing it to the people, when I had a hand in in the Pride weekend event and prior to that, there were a couple of other block parties. There was a Halloween party and anniversary party for the George restaurant. And, And my partner said, hey, I want you to help put this on. The first thing I thought about is how many DJs have I met? Can I include in this? Because, mm. you know, I, I don't need to play music for eight hours. I want to share the stage with the folks that have supported me and lent me uh, a hand throughout all this and make it a real event for us to mm-hmm. keep the sounds going. Yeah. And, and that's the attitude I'm going to bring to the table moving forward. I like that idea that we're a community. No one's out for themselves. Yeah. And speaking of like venues, alchemy, where you have this uh, like monthly series of events, they're actually one of the last true nightclubs that are still open in the in state. Yeah, that's right. That's a great point. There's there's not that many other establishments that have a true dance floor. Yeah, with a DJ booth, stage, stage light, artist setup, lights, mm-hmm. and all the glitz and glamour that you know as a nightclub to be. Mm-hmm. There's not many more. I think besides that, what do we have? We have restaurants uh, and lounges that become dance spots after hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean you have yeah. you have a lot of the normal night spots, um, bars that you know. But you are right. That is one of the larger venues. Yeah. Um, I feel so grateful because so many people want to do stuff there. And, you know, it's those people, Psycho John and Davey and Winsong and Joanne and all of them. They're just freaking amazing people, you know, and and they manage so many bands and DJs and they've got their monthly series and all these national acts. So, you know, they're 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 threading the needle over there and they're making stuff happen. Um, and I feel super grateful to be involved. But you're right. That is one of the last venues. Now, it's set up for stage. You know, it's it's a live performance venue. Yep. And, you know, as a DJ and an artist, um, sometimes we get a little bit, well, we need a better experience. Right. Whether that's a stage set up with, you know, screens or better sound. Um, personally, I think it's great to just show up and be able to set up the decks and, and have you know, world-renowned artists come up and and play with the dance floor. Yeah, you know? um, dance floor is important. Dance yeah. floor is very important, especially to um, with the culture of dance music. Mm-hmm. Having that space, that freedom, uh, is super important to me. So I think with some of these small places that are already restaurant and can turn into a lounge at night, it's cool. But the feeling of that club atmosphere, mm. it's not there. Well, we've talked about this. One of our last uh, episodes, we talked about, you know, visual effects and how, you know, the dance scene or going to an event, a festival, a nightclub, it's an experience to have sort of your overall senses overwhelmed. (laughs) The sounds, the sights, the mood, effects, the smoke, 
the feng shui. Pirate, yeah, the, the, to have it all. And yep. it takes a special venue to offer that. And most of the places locally can't make that happen. And yeah. one thing I will say to you about Alchemy, having participated and visited that monthly event with you on a number of occasions, is that you and your team have done a great job of converting that sort of live band venue into a nightclub environment yeah. for the event itself. So it does bring theme, because you've had a number of themes. Sure. It does bring aesthetics, visuals, and then obviously the sounds, both local and you know, talent it's, from it's, afar. Um, it's certainly something to be, you know, proud of. Um, it's it's the the events there have been nothing but magical. Whether that's the the events where we've, you know, had eighty people, or the events that we've had, you know, into the hundreds. Um, the the thing is, it all costs money, you know. And um, you guys know, you guys, I'm Armando. You you're out on the road doing private events, you know. John, same. I mean. Uh, it takes money to get this stuff and you know our first block party how awesome was that i showed up with five speakers a sub and four speakers and we rocked that block to thousands of people for 13 hours by the way <laughs> no and 14 at, the, at 14. the end of the day it was me you and jj in the rain in the rain that's right with it with setting, a tent. taking it all down right but you know what it was my stuff right yeah. and we did it the next year tony got involved i love tony his setup is freaking amazing yeah but in relation back to alchemy a lot of places where you go you have to bring that extra element yeah you want to bring lights okay well let's see how much it's going to cost to rent them or who can i get involved to come and be part of this with me right and you know, a lot of the part of it for me is never about the money, but I always want to make sure that that's not a question, right? So, you know, it's nice to be involved with, an, with a venue like Alchemy that has the lights, they have the sound, and, you know, it's still a lot of work with that, right? But those extra pieces, we're, we're blessed to have people involved that can bring some extra sound and that bring extra, you know, whatever it is. Um, personally, the core for me is the music. Absolutely. You know, um, I want to make sure that the experience people come and get um, isn't something they're going to go down the street to the local bar and get. Yes. You know, um, not but, taking anything away from those guys. Sure. Because right? I'm one of those guys. Right. But, you know, I look, you know, everyone knows that I was involved in the music scene in the 90s. And then I went off to college and law school and abandoned it and went in a different direction and mm -hmm. then brought it back, you know, about a year and a half ago, maybe two now. But I think that the entire industry has changed, and that's why the clubs are not here anymore. And what you're talking to sort of hits the nail on the head. I think because the population of dance music lovers aren't going out on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night anymore, and now it's a once a month thing mm -hmm. or a once a quarter thing, folks have demand for just a greater experience. Yeah. They want the light show. They expect to see the LED screens. And a lot of people want to see an A or a B list DJ, yeah. not a local guy trying to cut his teeth. And that's why the clubs locally can't survive. It all costs money. I can tell you money. Some of the clubs in Boston, I've spoken to the owners, investments of 20 and 30 million to get yeah. them off the ground. How it's, do you make that work? Well, you do. You find the right people to be involved and you do it. Sure. Right now on that scale, that's a, that's a big number. Yeah, right? big time. Um, but, uh, you know, I want to take a step back because you're right. And you're also, 
You know what, man? There are some some venues in this city that bring local artists that are just killing it. You know, and those are special. You Promote know, them. Let's hear about them. Uh, well, you got the Red Door. You know, I haven't played there, um, but I see a lot of great, really talented artists. I've met some great DJs there. Great. Um, you guys know all about the rooftop. Yeah. Um, the rooftop's sure. been doing good. You've got yeah. the parlor down in uh, down uh, North Main. North Main. Street. I haven't been there. Is that a good venue? Yeah, the owner over there, Greg, is uh, he's a great dude, and you know they're also really they have live bands and DJs. Um, you know, there's there's just so many to list. I mean, if I, I if I'm the George, yeah, Hyde, you know, um, you know that was the first time at that last black party that we opened up the top room at George. That's right. That was that was pretty cool, actually. That was that room has. Has always been just a fine dine restaurant, uh-huh. and when we took all the furniture out, we turned it into a club. It had a very unique, fresh feeling to it. <laughs> yeah, I agree, but nothing compares to what happened the night that myself, <laughs> Kevin, and Derek the Prince were here. Oh, it was downstairs. the George's anniversary. We took the block party down at 11 p.m., went into the basement Special. of the George, and you know. I can't tell you how many people were downstairs. It, it was, was packed, huh? It when, was when me and Derek get together. I, so I used to be part of this. Uh, actually, Alex Tommaso had this club, State Ultra Lounge. Um, it was more of a tapas bar, but if if you were anybody in town, especially the first five years, I mean, this is where you kind of went. I mean, the music. Um, I feel so grateful and blessed to have been able to groom. You know, six, seven years of like great house music in Providence, right? What was that? 08, 09, 010, maybe a little earlier? What was that? I owe 07, 08 okay, through okay. 2012, 13. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I bring it up because now Alex is involved with the George and, you know, it's, it's led to that. And Derek, through those years at State, me and Derek really had a lot of time to groom and to, to DJ with each other and you know you fit right in man I mean you just popped in with the two of us and you know we always just kind of feed off each other and it's nice because I've, I've actually caught you in a few aha moments you know especially John maybe maybe Armando I don't know I gotta think about it but you know I bring that up because you didn't have if you had any aha moments that night they were with you right we all just kind of like Track after track, it was exactly what needed to be played. People were screaming. You know, I was cutting the music off and we were all singing. And it, it was, was great. A, it was a special night. It was really great. Yeah. And yeah. it went, but it went to show the potential for those venues to have after hours nightlife mm-hmm. if the right people are involved, the right promotion, and, and get the crowd in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there is a nice underground after hours scene in Providence. You really got to know people. Um, and it always kind of pops around. But um, the one thing I always try to remember is there's things out there that we're looking for right in front of our face. Right. We just don't know they're there. So, you know, my hardest thing is I'm 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 not a young kid anymore. I mean, you guys. I I'm not either. Neither Even right. though I look like I am, I'm not. Um, you know, a <laughs> lot of what we get as artists is because we we support, we show up. You know, we go out, we meet. That's how we met, you know. Networking, yeah. But it's not easy, you know. And a lot of times you go out and you're spending 100 bucks on a meal and some drinks. And, you know, that's the difference between ice cream with your kids later this week or, I mean, not really, but, you know, you get the analogy. And yeah. Of course. 
course. Um, you know, bringing the full-time job, you know, it's, it's not easy to stay out there and meet everybody. Um, but, you know, if you want to stay in this, we got to find the time, you know, as I stand here in East Providence, Rhode Island with two of the, probably some of the dopest guys I've met over the past few years. Um, you know, this isn't easy. John, was it easy for you to find two hours of your day today to come over here? No, I struggle every week to make time for the music. And Armando, I, you know, Armando's like, he's my partner in coffee and candy, but he's my unofficial life coach because I get to complain to him about all of my problems. And uh, listen, he always reminds me, hey, you got to do this for the passion. You got to do it for the love of the music. Yeah. And that love and passion don't go away, even when certain things become inconvenient. I know what you're talking about. I was DJing at Leali with Armando, sometimes alone, every Thursday night for like a year. Mm-hmm. And it just hit me. Friday morning, I've got to get up at 6, be in court, tend to my clients. I'm just running out of steam. Yeah. Now the summer's here. We've got gigs sometimes Friday nights, Saturday nights, Sundays. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. So I know exactly what you're saying. you got to maintain the stamina and, and stick it stick it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and having support from like fellow DJs in the area that helps too because like you know that you are uh, like appreciated. People like to see you in action, and it just kind of keeps you going. Everyone's kind of involved, saying, "Hey, man, you had a great set last night." Yeah. I said, hey, thank you for coming out. Everyone's doing their own thing, but the fact that you took some time out to just come and see me. 10, 15 minutes, that means a lot. And if I ever get a chance to do the same thing, I wish I had to make that a point as well. Yeah. You know, you know I, 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 I think I have everything in my life because of what I've done and who I've been with and what I put myself in front of. Great attitude. Um, you know, there's a lot of places um, that I frequent. Uh, I, I, Revival's another one. A lot of people have been doing gigs over there. And that owner, he's a super cool dude, at least, um, you know, from what I've seen. And the venue is great. Um, you know, it's it, it it's it's one thing to be able to go out and play and be an artist. It's another thing to go and support the artists that you feel inspire you, right? Um, and there's a lot of those in Providence, right? So I'm always going to find the time, always, um, you know, for my family, for my music, and for my career. Right? I love it. I love I love that. That's inspirational. Is and- there a venue? Sorry to cut you off. No, no. <laughs> Is there a venue over the last 25 years? in the state that uh, probably might be your favorite place or was your favorite place maybe it's not even open anymore but like is it uh, is it that so there's like that one venue that's like this this is my there favorite is. there's no questions but you know there's two venues two because there's one that defined and kind of really changed me as an artist okay and that's State Lounge okay State Lounge you know every Friday and Saturday I was uh, doing a, a a radio show at Pressure Radio, house music on Wednesdays, and I'd buy music all week, and then I played my music, every, no requests, to a packed room, and it was it was amazing. But the venue that everybody in Providence is going to bring up that really did it for all of us is Therapy. We miss that place, both places. The original Therapy, um, you know, some videos been popping up. Um, good friend of ours passed away this week Andre Perry did he uh, good guy oh, um, I know that. God bless rest in peace brother um, sure but I bring him up not to get all sad on anybody but you know he's one of our brothers he's family and the videos that came up this week you know they uh, bring back those memories sure um, you see the inside of the venue the smiles 
And that was 20 years almost of a lot of the city's life, 15 plus years. Yeah. You know, and uh, therapy is the spell. What's your opinion on the ability for a therapy to to be successful in today's day? There's been some unofficial talk about this, so so I'm I know the building went input. up for sale, right? I think if there is going to be another therapy, um, and using the name, because I I think that would be magical. That that building's been for sale a few times. Yeah. Now it's going to cost a couple million dollars to get it to a spot where it's even cohabitable, right? Wasn't there a point where they? Like tried to bring it back. Well, they brought it to a different venue. That's right. Yeah, and, and the city came in. Six, you know, years. there was some people living in the building that shouldn't uh, have been living. And yeah. when you know the music went on, there was no avoiding it. Uh, um, you know, the, it doesn't matter where you are. You can be in the biggest city in the world. You know, and people are not going to want all night long music and partying. The city of Providence, especially, right after a certain time city says no more um there's got to be a place for people to go and be safe and have a place to just not get in trouble and you know what that's exactly where the people had in providence for that many years you didn't see the cops there every weekend right um you know when something would flare up maybe here and there but it, it it was a place that people felt safe and the biggest artists in the world were there frequently Can it work? 100%. You know what? I pray sometimes that, that it does happen and that maybe I come into the lottery and I build, I buy or whatever, you know, I'd love to be a part of it, but <laughs> yeah. I just don't know if I have the capacity for that. So whoever does, I truly feel that it is possible. Yeah. Um, I think uh, if you put your chin up and you just say, I'm doing this for the right reasons, especially because this crowd is going to know if you're not our core there's hundreds i call it our core but i mean the city comes out strong especially the things they love but if they sense it's for the wrong reason they're going to stay home right so you know i i do feel that long drawn out answer is yes i think it could succeed um if it's called therapy i mean you better get the people involved that were part of it in the beginning Right. If it's not called therapy, do whatever you want. <laughs> you know, um, it, like it, even I, uh, that place had a special time, f like for me, because yeah. I was a fan of dance music, house music. But when I got to experience club therapy, and I was late on the scene mm -hmm. because I got to experience it in like the later years, uh, oh, nine, ten, and eleven. That was like the end of it. And Some good days, uh, like one of my friends, uh, like Tony T, mm. he used to do a lot of the lights there. Good guy. And he's the one that brought me into that world and exposed me to that after hours scenes. And that changed my whole way of creating music. Right. There was a certain um, there was a certain sound, certain uh, culture mm -hmm. that was there that I hadn't witnessed at other events prior to ever going there so yeah like club therapy is probably definitely the most special venue that has ever graced the state of rhode island for electronic music for sure i would agree well if we ever bring back therapy we'll bring back the original starting lineup you have my <laughs> you have my word on that you know it's it, i think involved 
is is kind of a you know people want to be involved and included because that was that was a place that people kind of felt like was church you know every week we looked forward to going there and we felt better when we left yeah. right i'm not a i'm not a very religious person i brought it up a few times today but you know in analogies it makes sense and um you know that's kind of why i do my events too because i don't want to go i'm you know what we're working so hard for so many weeks and months to put these things together but there's no better feeling than leaving after seeing a room full of people just sweating their butts off smiling meeting each other and you know you leave those places you know and you 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 sleep a little better you know and um the next day you get a little more inspired who can we bring next and you know what else are we going to do and um yeah for sure well on that note hopefully we can like look forward to many more events where we can be inspired to bring the people out to have them feeling good about coming out the music that they're going to hear the acts that they're going to see and uh, hopefully we can bring more and more of that to the state of Rhode Island yeah and uh, hopefully we can count on you Duke to join us at our future events and uh, we'd be glad to help you out at, at uh, Alchemy I, I feel privileged us. about that um, just a couple plugs if you don't mind sure, um, sure. flag them away we welcome last couple years I've been getting out to Block Island um, I don't know if for Island a lot of us don't seem to have gone and ventured off to the ferry over there, but what a vibe that island has. Um, on Mondays, I'll be over there at Club Soda, um, playing along with them and um, Champlin's uh, every other week or so. I'm over there. But um, What are your set times? Ah, uh, jeez. Uh, it's after nine on Mondays. Um, yep. I bring that up. That's not house music. That's open format, right? We're playing everything. I'll go from country to hip hop to jazz to house to drum and bass. All right. right. We're just having fun. Um, okay. But this Friday, if you're listening to this, we got something special going on at Alchemy. My man, Pete Moss. This guy's a legend. Meaning t- two days? Two days. Okay, great. The uh, 21st. At Alchemy, um, this guy, he's special. So if you got some time on Friday night, come by. Um, if you hear this after this Friday, oh, you missed out. It was so fun. <laughs> uh, this is great, guys. What you guys are doing, this uh, this helps the whole scene, right? So I'd be, I appreciate being part of this. You guys have had some solid people on um, on these interviews before me, and I can't wait to hear about all the people that are coming after. Um, but you guys keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and keep trying to be involved with people like you. And if you're like us and you're listening to this right now, you should reach out, right? Slide into our DMs. Not that way, guys. Come on. <laughs> but no, for real, reach out and try to be part of it. Like, help us. You know, if you see that we're playing at Rooftop like these guys are recently, you know, come and show your face. Say, hey, I'm this guy on Facebook that keeps liking your stuff. Or, you you know, you're a beginning DJ. Tell us. You know, we want to know about you and our fans that are out there and supporting us. Because um, without you, I can't get my job. You know, and I say job, but I'm not going to be out here as frequently as I am without my fans and without the people who don't know I exist. And then all of a sudden, wow, the music's great, you know, so let the music drive us and let us know that, you know, you're paying attention because we care. Awesome. Well, everybody, that's Rhode Island's own Kevin Levine, DJ Duke. Glad to have you here today. Glad to have your friendship. Keep the music going. Thanks, guys. And speaking of the music going let's get to today's mix let's do it it's 
tuned in with your team.